This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio was brought to you by Ned's collection of full-spectrum hemp oil products, including oils, body butter, lip balm, and their unique natural cycle collection for women. You can get 15% off today with free shipping by going to helloned.com slash nomeat. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash nomeat and use code nomeat. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Nomeat Athlete Radio. Matt, it's been so long since we spoke. I feel like I gotta say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Birthday, Welcome <laughs> <Sorry>. Home. <laughs> All yeah, the big stuff right. has happened. <laughs> that is quite a bit of things. I guess it's been uh, what three weeks or so, but uh, but they, that was a busy three weeks for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Everything good for you? Holidays all nice as usual. The holidays were were great. We had lots of good family time. Lots of. Mm-hmm. Overindulging on things and yep. um, yeah, it was that. good. Good, very good. Well, me too. Excited to be back. Excited for the new year. I always love New Year's, and uh, just yeah, this is like my first day. We had some guests in town, so this is my first day where it feels like New Year's is now beginning. Like, settle in, record a podcast, talk about resolutions and things. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm I've loved having people in town, but I also uh, just am happy to be happy to be starting 2020. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yes. And back home after a month away. Yes, it was a, it was a long time. It feels it was it feels like we've I haven't been in a normal routine for like two months. So it's yeah. just uh, good good to get back. Um, one quick note, apology is uh, that my microphone broke again today. I think it broke from traveling. Be my guess. Um, and so, ironically enough, I bought my son a gamer headset for Christmas. He's not. Uh, He's not like a super nerdy gamer. He just kind of just does the FIFA thing like I do. But he plays with one friend, and he just thinks it would be cool to have a headset. So I got him one, and uh, that's the only other microphone I have in the house besides the the those Apple whatever they are earbud mic. Right. Um, so th- so this is our second best mic besides the one that broke, and uh, now I'm wearing a gamer headset. <laughs> <laughs> wearing a gamer and headset. Only ironic because because we talk so much about about uh, esports and gaming on here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you sound like a gamer. I feel like I'm playing a video game right now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm I'm playing games too. I'm screencasting actually on. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to a gamer bar in Spain. Did I tell you we did that? No. Okay. Well, we. I feel like I told oh, the story. Oh, maybe you did. Yeah. Maybe you know, I did. It had to do with esports and the Catalan word because in Barcelona they speak Catalan in addition to Spanish. The Catalan mm-hmm. word for for sports is is esports like E S P O R T S. So I first I. I got excited about finding this esports bar, and Holden and I were going to go watch FIFA. Uh, and it turned out that that then I said, "Oh, well, actually, I found out the next day that it's just a Catalan word for sports." But then it actually was an esports bar, so we ended up going watch the uh, Rocket League finals, which was very boring. I must say, did not enjoy that at all. But uh, to <laughs> Wait, it was zone. an esports bar, but you watched real sports, or no? Rocket League is 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 a game. Oh, Rocket League is it's, it's race cars driving around hitting a soccer ball, and people uh, love it. You know what? I played that game. <laughs> yeah, I played that game over Christmas with my uh, <laughs> with my my second cousin, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like Fortnite that just sort of took the world by storm. I think. Okay. But I I've never played it, and I just watched it, and I didn't didn't really get it. it just wasn't really doing it for me. But um, you can tell us, Doug. Was it fun? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was fun because it was a game that like. Uh, 
I also played FIFA for the first time, oh, and I was just so bad at it compared yeah, to everybody else. Yeah, it took a else. million buttons to do. Yeah, I mean, there's, it was like it was you know I just felt like I couldn't I couldn't play it against <laughs> against anyone that you know was playing it. Yeah, or or knew how to play it. But right. but the Rocket whatever it's called Rocket League Rocket League, mm-hmm. you know, you just basically drive around and right. ram into right. the ball, you know, and, and so like you know it was fun. It was it was it was a good time. Yeah. Well. Just like every other video game, there are people who do that professionally, like on a team, and they all have the same, you know, blazers on or, or whatever the <laughs> New Balance jerseys are. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It, it is so crazy to me that that has become real sports. But whatever. I'm not criticizing. It's just just so different. I will say. I will say. I don't think it was entertaining enough to want to watch people play it. Yeah, and that's I get the whole esports idea. I mean, as a as a big industry, I think hinges on the fact that people will watch it, and they must. But Man, I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> anyway, but, anyway, but that's maybe that's because I'm almost forty, Doug. I turned thirty-nine since we last talked. Wow. Uh, which, which is a little bit of an interesting birthday because it's. I'm not, I'm not dreading forty or anything like that, but um, it definitely just made me think differently this year about New Year's resolutions. I've always been super big into, uh, you know, setting the the giant, exciting goal, and I still really like that stuff. But this year, I felt like that's not what I need. What I need is sort of get some habits in order. And I, I just really, my goal for the year was go into age 40, a year from now, uh, feeling like I'm kind of really on top of things. You know, in, mm-hmm. like I set a goal of getting in great shape last year, didn't really do that. Um, so one of them is, you know, not get in the best shape of my life. That's not really, that that would be kind of the, too big of a goal for what I'm feeling like right now. But I said, just get in decent shape. Just be working out most days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a whole lot of different habits like that. I also... I think in, in our maybe two podcast episodes ago, uh, I mentioned Atomic Habits again, the book that I had not read and kept kept referencing and wanting to read but hadn't really done. So Erin, <laughs> my wife, uh, was looking for Christmas ideas, and she listened to our podcast oh. and uh, bought me the book because of that. So I have, between now and then, or between then and now, read that book and uh, found one of the interesting things. Is he doesn't say what I've always talked about so much that I learned from Leo at Zen Habits, which was... Uh, it's really important to start one habit at a time and not kind of tax your willpower with, with more. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, is really big on making your habits as small and easy as possible. Uh, but he never once said that I know, never never says only do one at a time. So I found that kind of exciting, sort of permission to say, well, I'm going to pick a bunch of things that I'm going to try to create as habits this year. And uh, anyway, so that was the theme of my news resolutions. How about you? Mine were, were just kind of general... Uh, improvements mm-hmm. you know like like you i decided not to go the route of um you know like setting one single finite goal like run a marathon or something like that right um and instead uh well i can just i can list mine i only i have three yeah go for um, it they, they won't overlap with what we're gonna do this episode or will they uh not entirely okay well okay. kind of maybe <laughs> well maybe they'll inspire it okay um less booze yep and uh, and and my approach here is is not no alcohol or not you know setting really strict rules, but um, uh, just if I'm at home, probably mostly at home, I'll just won't have a beer when I would have normally had a beer. You know, just have a tea or sparkling yep. water or something else instead. And um, and what? So real quickly, just one kind of fear I have because one thing that I know about myself is that like those rules tend to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, if I can say, all right, I'm 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 not going to 
do this at home or I'm not going to do this after five or whatever, you know, like when I went vegan like that, yep. um, that really helped me that that structure helped me. So I'm a little nervous about having less structure, but so far it's been going really well and it, like not feeling like I can't drink anything right? Um, has actually been, has been good. So, so do you have this, the specific rule of no drinking at home or is it just sort of generally not going to at home? Yeah, generally not going to. Like we had some friends over the other day and, and I had a beer and, yeah. Um, and like, you know, didn't think twice about it, but, um, yep. you know, like last night after band practice, normally I would come home and, uh, and have a beer. Um, but I didn't, I had tea instead and, and like, that was fine. You know, so I guess like the intention is to just at home specifically drink less booze. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great one. In fact, very similar to one of mine. Um, in, in that it was, wasn't about quitting drinking cause I really like wine and beer and being able to mm-hmm. go out and do that. But, but. I think making it not a daily habit, right? Like mm-hmm. I, we always talk about like that's one of those things. One thing, one beer a day, one drink a day. Uh, I, I just think I don't know. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. But I thought it'd be good for me to not have it be a habit. Just be something you do when it is appropriate, but not, not as a matter of routine. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, what else you got? Uh, less, less screen time. Ooh. Okay. Um, and uh, this is mostly around the phone. And mm-hmm. so a while ago, Apple did like an update where every week they give you a report of like how much yeah screen the time screen time app right and and I turned it off because it just made me sad. Uh huh. <laughs> so I turned that back on. I uh, deleted a couple apps that um, are problem problematic apps. Ooh. I I logged out of uh, an app that I didn't want to delete, but um, Instagram I didn't want to delete it, but uh, by logging out of it and having to purposely log back into it, uh-huh. this is this is not something I came up with. I I heard it somewhere. I'm not sure where. Um, by like just having the step of like when you hit your thumb on it, just having to do something else. Yeah, right. Um, and be intentional about it. Uh, so far, that's working pretty well. Yep. By the way, that's um, the opposite of the make it easy rule of James Clear. For for a bad habit, you make it hard, right? Yeah, you, exactly. You just made yeah. it a little bit harder to do it. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit hard. Like I'm not deleting it, you know, because I like that app. But and there's sometimes I want to use it, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but making it a little bit harder so it's just not instinctual. Yep. Um, and uh, and then no screens in bed, which um, I'm I'm pretty guilty of. Like I get in bed and start scrolling Twitter. So yeah. What about uh? Do you have a do you have a Kindle Paperwhite, Doug? I don't. No. Okay. So that's not a problem for you because I've I've wondered that is that an okay screen to have in bed? Mm-hmm. I no, think no, the no. Paperwhite. Katie and I have talked about this a lot because she's doing the same thing, uh, and and she reads from a Kindle and she reads a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'll uh, like, cause I, you know, generally speaking, if I, if I don't have anything distracting me, like a screen or something like that, if I get in bed, I can just roll over and fall asleep within 10 minutes, mm-hmm. assuming I'm not stressed out about something. Right. Uh, but you know, but she takes a lot more time to kind of wind down. So she does a lot of reading and she was, we were talking about that, whether, whether the Kindle is a problem or not. So she actually, uh, at New Year's got a book from the library and has been reading a uh, actual paperback book, so I think the jury's still out. But but my opinion was that uh, that the paperwhite didn't didn't count, as long yeah. as there aren't like a bunch of apps where you can get distracted and check your email and right. all that stuff. Right. Yeah, and then thankfully there aren't. That's one of the good things about paperwhite. They've kept it free of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. Well, good luck to you, Doug. Thank you. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very very similar ideas to what I'm trying to do. So that's cool how that worked out. Um. So why don't you set up this episode for us, Doug, since it was your idea? Yeah. So this, you know, I was, as I was thinking through New Year's resolutions and kind of 
my approach this year of, of not setting something big, but just kind of working on some foundational habits, like you were saying. Uh, and it, it just, we did not talk about this, so it just happened to work out that you're kind of doing the same thing. Um, but, you know, I think that there's a lot of power in these, these like really tiny kind of micro habits that, um, that aren't going to overwhelm you with a bunch of things you have to do or a lot of time, um, but can set you up to have like a real impact throughout the year. So mm-hmm. if, if you were to do just a couple of these little ones um, every day or, or whatever, then, uh, you know, I think that by the end of the year, you would see a real transformation. And so the idea here is if you don't have any New Year's resolutions or if you maybe you set some really big ones, but you're a week in and you're already overwhelmed um, by like all the things you have to do to kind of make it work um, is would be to refocus on, on some of these these little ones, these tiny little habits that you could start doing today that you don't have to have a lot of planning and build up to you can start doing them today and if you stick to them then hopefully they'll lead to something bigger or they'll just you know if this is all you do then i think that you'll still see some you know pretty big change by the end of the year yeah i think one important thing to add there is i mean you mentioned it but uh to make it even more clear um like these aren't habits that are going to revolutionize your life tomorrow they're they're not something that you just like achieve and suddenly it's done and and you succeeded um like so atomic habits mentions this there's an old book maybe 10 years old by darren hardy called the compound effect another one called the slight edge these are all books about starting tiny little habits um and the catch is that they don't you don't see any real benefit right that's the whole criticism of the small steps approach you don't see anything happen uh for the first couple months even Maybe in certain, depending on what it is, you might start to notice benefits immediately or fairly soon. But mm-hmm. the real power of these is in their, you know, fact that they are so easy to do. Um, so that, you know, like you said, after after six or nine or 12 months of meditating or eating a certain way or, you know, reaching out to one person a day, you know, whatever your thing is, it does start to add up. And then you get this sort of exponential benefit. And because it's small and easy, you can actually start to add more of them. So let's say after, let's say every month you add a new one, if that's possible, which doesn't have to be that way. It could just be one thing that you're doing all year. Um, but you know, if you're kind of doing it right, then after, after one month of doing a habit, it might not really feel like any more work. It might truly be a habit that's kind of automatic. And now you actually can take on something else fairly easily. Um, so the idea is that there is this kind of compound effect of it stacking on top of itself as you do it more and more. Um, and so the payoff is is down the road. It's not visible immediately, and that's that's the hard part about making these things last. Um, you're not going to see an immediate benefit, but hopefully, just the knowledge that you are doing something repeated on uh, every you know day after day or week after week or whatever it is um, will be enough positive feedback for you to keep it going. Exactly. Yeah. Good. All right. Then uh, let's let's start, Doug. Um, I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. So, again, these are these aren't, aren't necessarily things that I'm doing or that you're doing. They're kind of just ideas we thought is like these would be super small, easy things that you could begin, uh, even if it's after New Year's, and you know, just get going. So, one easy one: make your bed in the morning. We've talked about this plenty of times. Mm-hmm. It's one of those nice habits. It kind of helps you feel good throughout the day. It is actually linked scientifically to happiness. People who make their bed tend to be more happy or happier. Um, and it's just a tiny little tiny little action it takes a minute or less and uh you know can really can kind of set you up nicely for other things this is one i've been doing for the last couple of years and 
And I, I mean, I, it just, it really does feel good. It really, <laughs> you know, it feels good when you do it, you know, and then you're like getting dressed with a made bed. Um, yeah. And it also feels good, like, at the end of the day, when you come back into your room, or anytime you come back into the room. Anytime you walk by, right. Makes mm-hmm. you feel like an adult, instead of saying, yeah. well, one day I'm going to be, everything's going to be in order, and then I'm going to start making my bed. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's really not. You just got to start doing it. Yep. Okay. All right. I got one. Okay. Uh, so one thing that I've, I've probably failed at, I consider it a failed resolution from 2019, was to uh, significantly reduce my uh, single-use plastic consumption. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I, I definitely made some intentional choices and did some things here and there, but uh, it's just really hard to, to like, eliminate single-use plastic. Hmm. Um, and that's not to say it can't be done. That's not to say people shouldn't try because they absolutely should, and you should make intentional decisions around that. But uh, I think a better habit, or not a better habit, a tiny habit that um, is something you could easily do without upending your life <laughs> and having <laughs> spending way more time in the grocery store trying to find things uh, is to just carry simply carry a reusable bag with you, um, you know, like one of these tiny little foldable ones that you can put in your pocket. So mm-hmm. every time you go to CVS, every time you go to pick up some takeout food or whatever and, and they throw it in a plastic bag or they would typically throw it in a plastic bag, they don't because you have a bag with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, in a natural, it's a must, right? Otherwise, you get shamed. You can't, yeah. you can't get a paper bag at the store anymore. It's a just plastic bag. Whatever they are. You can't... Uh, even paper. Whole Foods, they don't like that. They, they give you some grief if you, if you get... If you, if you ask for a bag at all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they charge you another couple cents or something. I don't know what it is, but... No, they don't yeah. really do that. So, but, so just having a reusable bag, you know, not just at the grocery store, but uh, anytime you do any shopping, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think is, is a tiny little thing you can do. Good. Um, one I've got that is has several examples, kind of just a general concept, um, but going along the theme of d- making it really easy, and and kind of if you're the person who just said like I you know I just can't stick to anything, or I don't want to do anything because I don't want to fail at it, you can just do something that you already do a little bit better, right? Like so, you mentioned not drinking alcohol at home, even not even going that far, like you could just drink lower alcohol beer if that's if you. Drink 8% beers all the time or 7% beers, which unfortunately a lot of them are these days. Only unfortunately because I don't, you know, I, I just don't want that much. I'd rather have a nice 4% beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You, you can still drink beer, but drink lower alcohol beer. Or if you really want to drink more tea instead of coffee, it doesn't mean you have to quit coffee and, and start having tea. You can do what my wife Erin is doing, which is having tea for your second cup. So you still have coffee in the morning uh, as your wake-up thing or whatever. And then after that, instead of having more coffee, now you have tea. Uh, or like if you put mayonnaise or vegan mayo on a sandwich, if you can start doing mustard instead. I mean, it's just it's just a tiny thing. And if it's an everyday habit, it actually makes a difference. So um, no specific one there, but just kind of if you've got something that you want to change, but you just can't really change it for some reason, um, think if you can just improve it a little bit. I really like that. I think uh, I think that it's probably would be easier for me if I like kind of zeroed in on a couple little things, like those mm-hmm. two examples that you that you said, instead of just like. I just want to generally be a better person, but, but, you know, but I think like that's kind of looking at what you're doing, you know, just ever so slightly critically, right? Like yep. not, not really upending everything and trying to dissect every decision you make, but, um, you know, just kind of, as you're making a sandwich, you know, just looking at what you're putting on there and saying, is there an alternative that I could put on here that'd be just a little bit healthier? Same with like a salad yep. or, or, or whatever, you know, every meal that you make, do I need this much oil or could I, could I 
saute with water instead? Or could I, you know, season yep. this way instead? Yep. All right. I'm going to go twice in a row, Doug, just to mix it up so we're not doing a... Do it. Not, not too orderly here. Um, this is something we've mentioned all the time, but I added one new element this year. Uh, as far as healthy eating goes, like I eat fairly healthily, but when I am not eating healthily, it's not that I feel like I'm suddenly eating all this junk food. It's just that I stop eating salads. Like that's my thing that I... When I get off track, I just I just don't do that anymore. So my thing this year for eating, for my eating habit, is a smoothie, a salad, and supplements every day. And I've added supplements, uh, not because like I think that's I'm trying to. I mean, you know, we sell supplements, of course. So it's not not that I'm adding that to try to promote that more. But that's one of those things that I just. It's often I'll go to bed and I'll, I I will have forgotten to take compliment or compliment plus, um, and then I will not do it. Because I forgot. So I said, if I just like make that among my three things, smoothie, salad, supplements, they all begin with S, as it, as it turns out, um, then I'll be more likely to do it. So I haven't yet figured out exactly when, but recently what I've been doing is when I have my smoothie, then I also take the supplements. And I do a little turmeric supplement as well. Yeah. So that's, that's my diet. I'm not trying to do a you know, crazy overhaul diet, but just if I, if I do those three things, then when I go to bed, I'll feel pretty happy about the way I ate that day. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's like the, you know, the daily dozen approach or your um, seven foods, mm-hmm. seven essential foods to eat every day kind of approach of like, if you can simplify it down to just a few things and just do those, eat those few things, then, uh, then you know, y- you can feel pretty confident about what you're eating. Yeah, yep. And smoothie and salad, are, what, what is so great about those for me is that they include automatically about five of those seven things. So that's, that's one of the reasons they're... You know that that how I'm eating hinges so much on whether or not I eat those in the day. Mm-hmm. All right, I got two fitness ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not running related, which is okay. good. Okay. Um, the first one is to do two minutes of push-ups every day. Mm-hmm. I like uh, these small fitness habits. Small fitness, you know, I can do. And it doesn't really matter when, although I feel like I'm gonna need to if if I if I try to do this, I think it'd probably be beneficial to like have a time when you're doing it. You know, maybe before lunch or. You know, have some little trigger. Yeah, have your trigger um, for it. But uh, two minutes push-ups every day seems very approachable. Um, and to take the stairs instead of escalator or elevator. Yep, definitely one of those things that uh, as soon as you're in the habit of doing it, it becomes really easy. Mm-hmm. Not, not that it becomes easy because your fitness might not get to the point where it is easy yet. But it's just it's just so easy not to do it. It's just so easy to get used to taking elevators and then – and then taking the stairs seems like the worst thing in the world. But, I mean, really, it's whenever I start doing that, you do it for a week, and then suddenly you're you're happy to do it. You even look forward to the stairs. Yeah, it can be fun to, like, kind of hop down. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Good. Okay. Uh, the only thing really fitness-related I have is you could start standing at work. Or at other mm-hmm. times, you know, is there a time when you normally sit when you could stand? I don't think mealtime is a good time to do it. Uh, in fact, one of the Blue Zones principles is to sit down while you eat. Um, I don't think that it's so much the physiology as much as the psychology. That if you're sitting down, uh, it means you're going to take your time and you're going to truly, you know, eat a meal, not uh, not be thinking about a billion other things. But I think I think standing while you work is uh, I don't know. It's like it's another one. It takes a little while to get into it, and I don't suggest you like suddenly, you know install a new desk that can't lower and now you're standing all the time because it's hard mm-hmm. to get used to uh but i have a well, i always forget the name of it you know doug veridesk veridesk and that goes on top of your desk right goes on top of your desk it's kind of yeah, a little bit bulky but it's very simple to put up and down and 
I think I, I think I stand about 80% of the time now. I don't when I podcast because my mic doesn't reach high enough. Uh, but typically when I'm working, I am standing. And my my big trick with this one is kind of like your uh, logging out of Instagram thing. I put the desk up at the end of the day so that when I mm. arrive the next morning, it's not tempting just to sit down. I just start sitting. And once you start sitting, it's really it's just kind of easy to, to forget that you are. I like that. I think that's a good good rule. Like as you're kind of closing out for the day, move your desk up. Put it up. Yeah, okay. Yep. All right, uh, we got several more, I think, here, uh, which will be kind of fun, but I think we should pause for a second to thank our new sponsor. Okay. <clears throat> this episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Ned's collection of full-spectrum hemp oil products, which contains CBD extracted from the finest organic hemp plants and is all grown with love on a small 12-acre homestead in the bountiful farmland of Paonia, Colorado. From seed to bottle, Ned's premium small batch products are slow crafted to deliver superior quality while supporting independent farmers, communities, and the environment. Matt, as you know, I've been using CBD products regularly for the past uh, few years now to help with sleep. It started with sleep, um, and now I've kind of moved it into recovery as well. Um, and I've got to say, I was really struck by the quality of the Ned products. I'm not, I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor. I really were. They tasted great. They worked well. And it felt like a step up from uh, several of the other products that I've used before. I particularly like the body butter, which I know you've been using, I think. Yep. I think you've been using. Yep. Uh, which I use on my achy muscles and joints after a long run. And um, I just, I don't know. It feels, it feels great. It seems to really help. They also produce oils, lip balms, and a collection specifically for women, by women, to help with uh, menstrual discomfort and hormone balance. Yeah, my wife Erin has uh, already gone through the bottle that Ned sent us to try out and has ordered twice more, so uh, you can count her as a fan. That's right, definitely. You can get 15% off today with free shipping by going to www.helloned.com slash nomeat. That's www.helloned.com slash nomeat, and use the code nomeat. Okay, so I've got another morning routine one. Okay. Kind of goes along with the bed making, I yep. guess. People <laughs> like morning routines. That's a good uh, good way to knock out a bunch of habits at once. It's, it's like you still have control of your day. Nothing has had a chance to come up yet. So Exactly. Good time. All right. That is, to, that is drink two cups of water before you have a coffee. Two? Not just one, huh? Not just one. Two. Double it. Get in. Two glasses? or Two, two glasses of water, yeah. Wow, okay. Good. Uh, and and I, I've actually been doing this one for for a while. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it, it, it was just not a New Year's, New Year's resolution or anything like that, but just something I started doing because I, I was just feeling super dehydrated when I woke up in the morning. Yep. Have one almost immediately after I wake up and then kind of sip on the other one while um, I'm getting dressed and that kind of thing and, um, and while I'm making the coffee. And then by the time I have a cup of coffee, I've already had two, two glasses of water. Good. So I was going to ask you uh, if you chug them or if you drink them slowly. And I think there is a benefit to drinking at least one of them slowly because um, if, apparently like the way that, that cortisol and things like that work in your body, and I don't fully understand it, but uh, if you drink coffee immediately after you wake up, it actually causes you to become more addicted to do it. If instead you wait some amount of time, let those, let, you know, whatever it is, the, I don't know if the cortisol drops, um, but if you let things happen naturally for 15, 30 minutes before you start putting the caffeine in, stimulating everything, uh, it actually lessens the addictive effect. Hmm. So there you go. At which there point you, you could switch to tea if you were not addicted. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, only thing I've got for morning, I think, is one that I've mentioned so many times on here, but that is doing some sort of jour- journaling. Uh, and I'm counting in there the idea of morning pages, which has kind of become popular in the past couple of years on the internet, 
um, from the artist's way, and it, it was just one part of the artist's way that the book by Julia Cameron uh, that has kind of, I don't know, they just sort of found mainstream virality, perhaps. And uh, it's just, you write, you stream of consciousness writing, handwritten, three pages, as soon as you wake up, before you do anything else, and then you basically put it in the trash can. I mean, you don't, you can save it if you want, but that's not the point. The point isn't to go back and read this all later. It's to get the stuff out of your head so that then you can, you know, you're kind of sweeping the cobwebs out of the corners of your brain so that you don't have all this self-talk going on all day because you've already kind of dealt with it and put it on paper. So that's the, my favorite kind. It's not really journaling, though. Like, it doesn't really have any lasting, oh, it has plenty of lasting value, but it doesn't have, you can't go back and say, look, kids, here's, here's the thing I did for the whole time you were growing up. Uh, read it. So something like that would be nice, a nice record. So I'm, I'm trying to build some, something that I can do the morning pages in the morning and then somehow still record kind of what I did that day. And I'll get, I'll, in my next one, I will mention my plan for that. Do you, I, I have a question about this. Is okay. it because it's a morning routine, like a lot of the other ones we talked about in the morning don't really take any time. Right. Where, where do you, you know, if you have kids, if you like are rushing out the door to get to work, like how do you, where do you fit that into the morning? Yeah. Right. Is it right first thing or is it? For me, it is not first thing it's supposed to be. Uh, And she really thinks that's important. She says, don't even like spend a lot of time making a fancy cup of coffee. Like if you need to have coffee to do it, fine. But don't, you know, you shouldn't run out and get your coffee and then come back. She wants you to do it right away. Uh, That's one where I've often failed on. A lot of times I tell myself something like, well, I'm going to start getting up 30 minutes early so I can do this. But to do that, then it's, what happens is you do that, and then the kids wake up or something, and then it, you know, you kind of get up. At least I get start to get frustrated, and I'm, it just sort of defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do it when I can. Usually, I'm am done it. You know, once I've either taken the kid to school, or once Aaron has left with one of the kids to school, or I've gone through one of my son's first homeschool. Th- like when there's a gap in the morning, I will do this. Uh, but that is not the most effective way. I would love to get in the habit of getting up earlier. Now that my kids are older. Um, it is feasible that I actually could do that without being interrupted. So that's my plan. But you're right. That is, that's tricky. It takes like 25 minutes usually for me. I and mean, you could really rush through and maybe get it in 20. But uh, it does take a, a solid amount of time to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I mean, I think the like easiest thing to do would be what you're doing, which is like before you start your work day kind of thing. Right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it'd be nicer if it was interesting. <laughs> you know, so this isn't, this isn't on my list, but, um, just kind of, I don't know, maybe out of necessity, maybe because some of the guys I've been running with, um, their necessity or whatever, but uh, I've been waking up a lot earlier to go on runs with friends in uh-huh. the morning. Um, like, we're starting at, you know, 5.45 oftentimes. Yeah. Uh, which is way earlier than I would, ha- you know, have gone for a run a couple years ago. Right. Um, and I, it's been really nice. Like that waking up early thing is, <laughs> there's something to it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like nice even when you're waking up or only nice after having done it and you look back and say, hey, I got up earlier today. Well, I mean, you know, like when the alarm goes off, it's not super nice. But, um, you know, yeah, within five minutes, you're kind uh-huh. of, you're you're waking up and you're getting dressed and you feel like you're off to do something. And I don't know. I just, uh, I, I really, really liked that. Yeah. Definitely. I have an appreciation for that as well. It's been a long time since I actually got up early, and I do blame the kids for that. Uh, just because when I used to try to do it, I, then they would wake up, I, because I would make noise and wake them up, and then the whole 
kind of purpose of me getting early to get things done was defeated. <laughs> <laughs> so right. uh, it's been a long time since I've done that. But I, I really do have an appreciation for that. So I get it, and uh, I envy you for that. <laughs> All right. What All right. Got? So my other thing, which I mentioned or alluded to, um, mm-hmm. is my question was, how do you how do you do a journal? Like if you're going to, say, have a morning pages habit, and so journaling is – I don't know. You you want something where you have now a record of what you're doing. Anytime I try to keep a record of what I'm doing, it becomes really long, and then it turns into this 20 or 30 minute thing, and then it just I do it for a week, and then I stop. So there's a lot. I've tried different things. There's all kinds of different ways. Um, I think one was called the Habit Journal. I'm not sure. Uh, there are ways where it's like three sentences: one thing you're grateful for, one thing, something you know, the structured kind of things. What I decided this year, and I haven't done it yet. But like I said, my year's kind of just starting now. Um, so I've listed a bunch of habits, several of which have are actually mine this year that I want to try to implement. Um, but they're all kind of like operating system habits, right? Like I haven't mentioned it, but meditation is one, morning pages, uh, eating a certain way. Like those to me are just, th- their only benefit is that they kind of help me run better. They help everything else go better. But then what is that everything else? So... Again, I mentioned I'm turning 40 this coming year, and I've thought about, like, I don't know, like, how I spend time uh, has become really important to me, right? And, like, collecting good experiences, even some that are that are easy, like watching a movie with your family, playing a game with your family, um, those are, to me, they are kind of what it is about. And I, not, not that I regret how I've done the past decade, but I've realized that, like, that's something that I should do more of. Or want to do more, really. So what I have is now, instead of, like in the past, I used to say things like, uh, you know, practice the drums for 30 minutes a day, and that was my habit. Now I'm kind of putting all that into one thing, and I'm calling that sort of enriching habits, or just things that, that I feel like are, like, that's a point. Like, like that, yeah, I get a point for that, doing that thing today, because that was good. <laughs> Whether it's cooking a meal, watching a movie, uh, I don't know about how, how reading's going to fit in here, uh, spending some time learning a language, playing a game with the family, Whatever, and there's there are many more that I have on here. And what I'm going to do is list them all in like a separate kind of habit tracker, not with my operating system habits, and have no expectation of getting all of them done every day, like I would with the operating system habits. Um, but just try to collect points and just see if I can get two or three of these things per day. I'm trying to figure out some sort of visual way to have it. Like I've heard about like moving paper clips from one jar into another, or putting marbles into a jar, or putting pennies in something. Right? Just like something where you can kind of watch these little wins you know grow and and you see every year like it may not seem that significant that you that you watched a movie with your kids that night mm-hmm. um but if at the end of the year i can look in this jar and there's a thousand pennies in there or or paper clips or whatever i don't know i think i think that would really help you you realize you know that you lived well this year uh or this week or this month or whatever it is you're trying to do rather than it just sort of be something that kind of evaporates and and you you know you know deep down that you're you're living in a good way but without that that visual aspect that keeps you going so that's my plan is to somehow journal those things and not or not not mention too many of the other things going on in the day but kind of just talk about what i did that i'm happy about that day that is really fascinating <laughs> you're gamifying your life kind of and i don't want it to be that way because i as soon as i start doing that i'm thinking like well yeah okay i'm getting points but what are the points for and like do I get some sort of prize at the end if I get enough points? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and I don't want to start assigning prizes and say, well, if I do this, then I get this. I, like that that has gone too far for me. Um, really, I just want a 
a way of seeing the progress. That's mm-hmm. all it is, right? Because you can't so, see the progress that's happening or, or the number of things. But as they accumulate, I think it will really help to do more of it if you if you see it happening. You should your little like what you put in the jar should be like little vegan chocolates, and then your your reward is to get to eat all to eat all them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe maybe something like that. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I think that I what I like that what I like about that is uh, that you're focused on the kind of I don't want to call them bonus habits, but like the you know not like you said not the operational habits, but the ones that are kind of like in, enriching your life. That's what you call them. And yeah. I, I think uh, I, I like that. I think that that's a really often overlooked habit, you know, or like area of habits that right. Um, you know, it can really improve your happiness and, and overall life. Yeah, so. I do too. And, uh, and in fact, so the, what I actually wrote down for this podcast was that you could have a list of these sort of things that you're calling enriching, the things you would like to do more of. You could have a list of them, and, and your resolution could be do one of them per day. Just, mm-hmm. just pick one and make sure you get one of them done per day. And it might change every day, but that, that would be a very simple resolution if you're not, not trying to do the whole, you know, collect the point for every single one and watch it pile up. Yeah, I think that's cool. I like that. One, one kind of enriching thing a day. Good. All right, I've got, uh, I've got three that are kind of like one per month. Okay, good. So I could just go through those. Yeah, go for it. And then I'm just about done too. I can go very quickly through the rest of mine. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So the idea here is that uh, there are things that, that would be great if you could do all the time. I think, but, um, but you know, it, that can feel really overwhelming. So instead of focusing on trying to do it all the time or every day, just once per month. Mm-hmm. And, um, one is to read a book per month. So that by the end of the year, you've read 12 books, mm-hmm. which, uh, for regular readers is, is like nothing. But for those of us that don't read very much, that's, that would be pretty good. I read uh-huh. two books last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, or to their completion anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so 12 books, one per month seems reasonable and uh, something I could actually tackle. So 12 books, one, one per month. The next one is to um, go somewhere you've never been before, mm. at least once a month. Mm-hmm. And I like this because it can be like, you know, it could be a hike or an, a park or it could be a restaurant or I don't know, just do something that, you know, is outside of your normal kind of patterns of Yep. restaurants you always go to or activities you always do with your family or things you always do for fun, like just to push yourself just a little bit, you know, Yeah. and to explore something else. And you never know, like one of those could be your, come your new favorite. I love that one. I think, uh, I think getting in ruts and boxes is, mm-hmm. you know, it serves us, but then, and then it suddenly it doesn't anymore. So I think that's a, a very good thing to have, have a, a rule for yourself. It says you need to need to get out of that box. Yeah. And then my my final one is uh, there. We have three now three rounds of twelve monthly challenges uh, on blog posts. Uh, one, two for running, or one for running, one for fitness, one for lifestyle uh-huh. um, on on Nomad Athlete. And I was looking back at those uh, for ideas, and they're pretty good. Like if you actually did those things, you know, and just tackled one little habit per month of, uh, I mean, that, they were pretty good. <laughs> so. Um, the other idea I have here is to go back at those, look at those three posts. If you don't want to do one per month, you could kind of pick and choose from the three up from the three blog posts, 
or uh, or just kind of pick a couple of them throughout the year. But if you're looking for ideas that are kind of running related or you know health and fitness related, then check out those blog posts. Yeah, Doug, where can people find those? Oh, I mean, just I even the titles. If you have the exact titles, you can just Google. If you just uh, if you just Google Nomi Athlete monthly challenges. Good. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Good. All You're right. Done? done with that? Done with those three, yeah. Okay. So I have uh, most of the things we've been doing have been daily habits. I have one that is not a daily habit. Actually, I have two that aren't. Um, one is kind of like what you said. Um, and I said to, well, I, I have a daily version of it, which is reach out to one person per day. Mm. This is something I also failed at last year. I did a little bit of it. Yeah, I remember this. Right. Meant to have a, have a big list. And I did make a list of kind of all the people I could imagine wanting to just stay in touch with. And then I probably only reached out, uh, you know, deliberately reached out to like 10. Certainly, you know, 30 of them I actually had had conversations with just because they got in touch with me or whatever. But I didn't did not do a good job. I didn't have a good – my resolutions last year, I, I was pre- pretty uh, failurific on them. But <laughs> that's okay. I did some other good things too. But anyway um, – so I was thinking just one like little text reach out per day. It could be a family member, it could be a friend, even it could be the same person many times. But just one little thing, I think that would go a long way. I think that would pay a lot of benefits even to you, the person doing it. Yeah. Um, so that's my daily version of that that is not one of mine, but I thought would be a good one. Weekly, it could just be try to see friends one time per week. Because this, I am terrible at seeing friends. We, you know, we make friends and see them once every two months. But I, I just, I need to do more social things. So... Just actually going, seeing friends, whether they come to you, you go to them, whether you go to a restaurant, whatever. Actually, in person, hanging out with friends one time per week, I think is a pretty good thing to do. So if that, uh, if that, you know, if that solves a need, then uh, by all means do it. One more, Doug. This is not, I, I don't know if this fits the theme because it's not that easy to do, um, but you certainly could consider it a, a really good way to start your year. We mention it all the time, and it is the decluttering of your house and your life. Uh, you and I are both fans of life-changing magic of tidying up. Um, if you wanted to kind of build this into a habit thing, and I've seen several programs or things that do that, um, you could, like Leo from Zen Habits, his old thing used to be pick one space in your home and kind of circle outwards, spiral outwards from there. So you spend mm-hmm. five minutes decluttering in this little area, just getting rid of stuff, organizing stuff, whatever, and then the next day you expand that that radius just a little bit more. And again, you only spend the five minutes. You don't try to one day do your whole house like Marie Kondo teaches. Um, you just you just do a little tiny bit each day. Uh, I've also heard people say things like you know you get your meditation done or your reading done or whatever, and then you just go anywhere and spend five or ten minutes, you know, tidying up. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully not just tidying up stuff that's going to get messed up again the next day, right. but actually making a difference, getting rid of stuff or finding a home for stuff that doesn't have one. Um, uh, you know, that really, both you and I will, will tell you this, it really does uh, make a big difference. It, that's definitely like an operating system one. It just kind of helps you feel better about everything, uh, not unlike making your bed, actually. So uh, I think decluttering, if, if you... If if you feel like you that that has a place right now for you, or you need that, uh, by all means do it. It's just it's just a really good thing. What I like about the Marie Kondo stuff is just like she says, you do it one time and you really do it, and you spend like three or four days like just doing that. Um, it it really lasts a long time. It, I feel yeah. like you know I do a little revisit every year, but it's it doesn't it's not like things get all that messy anymore. Yeah, and I think one one thing you said that I think is super important is not just not just like tidying as in 
you know, kind of straightening things, right. but actually making sure everything has a home and, and getting rid of, rid of things. If things just keep getting in the way and they're not being used and they just keep getting pushed around, then like put it in a box or, uh, and put it in your garage or, or donate it or, you know, actually get rid of it. Um, you know, I think that that, that's really important. And, and like, that's especially with like kids, um, or my kid, <laughs> you know, I, every day, every night we tidy the house, right? We clean up and we tidy yeah. the house because yep. there's just stuff everywhere. And, um, and it feels satisfying to like, at the end of the day, have a tidy house, but it's all stuff that, you know, like if we just took a little bit more time to find a home for, or, uh, or toys that we could, you know, cycle through and, and kind of put away and bring back later, mm-hmm. um, you know, then there would just be a lot less mess in general. So right. I think that's, that's a key part of what you just said. Cool. Good. All right. Well, that is a lot of ideas, though. I think we probably had 20 things, and, and inside of those, there were sometimes five or six. So Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. So if, you, uh, if you're looking for something, hopefully, this, if, if you can't find it here, then... Uh, <laughs> there's no hope for you. No hope. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. And thank you for putting up with my microphone. And every time I reach up to scratch my face, I bump my hand into it because I completely forgot <laughs> yeah. about... It's not a very good mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's for FIFA, so it doesn't need to be too good. <laughs> no, thanks, uh, thanks, and welcome back. And I'm glad to be back uh, on the podcast for everybody Definitely. in the new year. And thanks to Netter, our new sponsor. Yep. All right, sounds good. We'll be back next week. All right. All right. Bye.